Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Welcome back to a brand new episode. I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm sitting down today with one of my friends, Heather, and we had so much fun recording this for you guys. I met Heather at the playground, and now Hunter and her son Enzo have become really great friends, and because of that, so have we. From creating a solid community of mom friends to our children evolving past chicken nuggets, to finance, to skincare, to her dating non-negotiables, to taking a leap of faith and starting her own children's clothing line, to how scent completely shifts your mood, we literally talk about it all. Like I mentioned before, I had the most fun recording this episode because Heather just always brings the best energy wherever she goes, and that's something I love so much about her. She just doesn't take life too seriously, but at the same time, she's a badass, hardworking mama who cares for her adorable son Enzo like no other. Their bond is just so special. This episode makes you feel like you're sitting down over a glass of wine with your girlfriends, just shooting the shit, and those are always my favorite episodes. Make sure you guys all check out Heather's clothing brand, Club Enzo, for the cutest fits for your babe. Enjoy, guys. Okay, guys, so before we jump into this episode, I want to talk to you about one of my new favorite wellness brands, and that is For Wellness. I had the pleasure of using two of their hero products, the Good Stuff and the Recovery Gummies, and now I'm hooked to both of them. Literally the day I ran out, I immediately went to the website and restocked using my own code. So the Good Stuff is a performance coffee supplement that helps you combat inflammation, feel calmer, and increase your energy at the same time. I actually notice a huge difference on the days that I take it versus the days that I don't. I feel so clear-headed, focused, and energized when I take it, and it's probably due to the fact that it contains five functional ingredients that include L-theanine, collagen, cinnamon, MCT, and Himalayan salt. And then the recovery gummies taste like actual candy, but give you the benefits of a high-performing athlete. They contain tart cherry extract that helps to reduce muscle soreness after a workout and provide you with sustained energy. I can't recommend these products enough, and with the holidays approaching and the new year just around the corner, For Wellness is the perfect place to shop for your loved ones or for yourself to help you feel your best going into the new year. So for 25% off your order, Use code CHEROKEE in all caps, C-H-E-R-O-K-E-E, when you check out at forwellness.com. That's F-O-R-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com for 25% off your order. Such a great deal, you guys. Do not miss out. Welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you so much. I've been wanting to have you on since... The moment I met you. No way. For real. Like, because I think we first met at, I'm pretty sure it was Coldwater Canyon Park. Yeah, it was Coldwater. 
And I just remember like <laughs> seeing you and Enzo and thinking, oh my God, that is the coolest mother and son duo I've ever seen. Like you guys were both dressed perfectly. I was like, I got to be friends with her. I know. I saw you guys and I was like, what a cute family. They're so gorgeous. <laughs> and then I think that was Hunter. Was that like the first time he crawled? Yes. That was a long time ago. I yeah. legit almost cried because I was like, that's such like yeah, a moment. Went, I can't believe I that. witnessed that. Yeah, that's crazy <laughs> to think about. Oh, he my was gosh. So little. Yeah. <laughs> and then we didn't really see each other for a while until we saw each other again at West Hollywood. West Hollywood? Yeah, okay. next. And then Hunter and Enzo became good <laughs> friends and they're just the cutest together. They are so cute together. But I want to kind of go back because... I've only known you as a mother, and I want to know what life was like <laughs> before motherhood. That's so crazy. You know what I noticed is like, okay, the people that I've met since I became a mom mm-hmm. are completely different people. I know. It's crazy how it attracts I have before. different friends. But I really like all my mom friends. Yeah. Like, it's a different kind of friendship because mm-hmm. you understand, like, we don't have time. Yep. It's like an unspoken bond that we just all get and understand. It is. And if it wasn't for the kids, we would have probably never crossed paths. Exactly. That's so weird. I know. I think about that all the time and how thankful I am because, like, it opened up a whole new door of friendships that I have. Enzo introduces me to people. Oh, he is such a little social butterfly. I I love it. The things that he has, like, drawn me to, even when he couldn't walk. Like, yeah. Just following him around, like the stuff that I've stumbled upon is unbelievable. It's his energy. He has such a good energy. <laughs> I love that boy so much. He's and such so a sweetie heart. Yeah, <laughs> he is. What was your childhood like? Like, how did you grow up and how did your parents parent you? And like, did you take some things that they did for you? And no. To ne- no. <laughs> You're like, nope, I learned my lesson. Nope. Like, I feel like it either goes like you take some things that your parents taught you or you take the things that you absolutely hated from your childhood and you're like, I'm going like, to switch I'm not going to do exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Because my parents are from like a different generation. Yeah. You know, it's, so like. It's so different The nowadays. way that they parented was just like, it was difficult. But I think now we're just like more in tune with kids and what they need and what they want. And so I've always just like followed Enzo. Like. Yeah. If he seems like he's tired, I'll put him to sleep. If he seems like he's hungry, I'll feed him. But That's I don't, like, way. force, like, yeah. any of the stuff. Like, when we left the hospital and they're like, you have to wake him up every two hours. And I was like, he looks really comfortable right now. And I'm sure he's tired. So I'm just going to let him sleep. Yeah. I mean, and that's like the whole message that I want to spread on this podcast. That's why I included the word intuitive in the title is because like our mother's intuition, it's so real. And I feel like the reason I asked you that question about your parents is because I see you be such an amazing mother to Enzo and like you're hands down like one of the best mothers I've ever seen. And like, so I always wondered, like, where did you learn that from? Or is it just kind of your intuition, like, coming forth and kind of, like, guiding you? I it feel is like, 100% intuition. Yeah. It is. I feel like I just pay attention to him. Yeah. And like, But I'm like that with all kids. Like, right. I've always been like that with kids. Like, just yeah. communicate with them like they're a little person because exactly. they are, you know? Yeah, and kind of follow their lead and just kind of listen to what they need and give it to them when yeah. they need it. Or or not given sometimes. Like when he wants chocolate <laughs> <Yeah>. for breakfast. <laughs> He's a little chocolate addict. <laughs> so funny. That's the only thing in life he eats, like, consistency. Yeah. Consistently. Hunter is a picky eater too, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
unfortunately. They don't like meat, which is hard. Wait, are you vegetarian? No, no. I'm, I eat everything pretty when much. When you were pregnant, when you ate meat, like, did you get sick at all? No. Like, and that's the weird thing. I thought maybe that, but I didn't really have anything like that when I was pregnant. And he just won't touch meat. Well, he likes eggs. That's the one thing that I can get him. Like, even if I try and give him, like, chicken nuggets, things that kids usually Enzo like. will not touch chicken nuggets. Yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> I'm like, don't you want chicken nuggets and, like, hot dogs and, like, mac and cheese, all the things that kids want? And he He's he wants like, nothing no. to do with it. I'm like, did kids change or did, like, we think that this is what kids wanted, so that's what we gave them? Because I don't know yeah. a single kid— in this generation of kids, like, none of them eat chicken nuggets. I know. That's very <laughs> true, actually. That's really, that's a good point. None of them eat chicken nuggets. And a lot of them don't even want to eat meat. Yeah. So I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah, maybe we're, like, as a society, just biologically developing and <laughs> We've evolving. past chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I know, right? Especially the processed ones. I'm like, yeah, I am not I, giving him that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll like make homemade ones, which are actually really good. Homemade chicken nuggets? Yeah. Do and, you like, have to healthy... like deep fry them? No, I just like fry them on the stove top. Oh. What I'll do is I'll take chicken breast, dip it in like an egg yolk, and then I crush up a bunch of cornflakes hmm. and batter it in the cornflakes and then fry them. They're actually really good. Yeah. I'm going to have to try this. Yeah. So, yeah. What was life like before Enzo? Like, you've also evolved, too, as a person. Like, because I obviously have to do research on my guests before they come in. <laughs> I was stalk like, my Insta. I was stalking your Instagram. <laughs> and like, I archived a lot of stuff recently. Yeah. You don't have that many posts. But I did see that I think it was before Enzo. You were really into photography and like you're just a super artistic person naturally, I think. Yeah, I think so. So <laughs> was that before Enzo that you were into photography? Well, my first job out of college, I did product photography. Oh, cool. Um, but it was a horrible work experience. So I yeah. just like. But okay. It was fun because we all met each other. Like that group of people were all still friends to this day. But I started, that was when I started learning photography like professionally. Okay. And so they hired like a person that like teach me like all of like the mechanical stuff about the camera and the lighting and yada 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 so I did like product photography and then when I left that job I was mm -hmm. like I want nothing to do with anything that I did there and went a completely different direction and started working in real estate and then like a couple years later I was like I don't know how I started taking pictures again I have no idea because I have a friend that I, we used to go on like road trips we would go to like Death Valley it's like one of my favorite places or we would I've go never to, like, been it's like a huge, huge national park. Oh, I want to um, go. And it's just beautiful. And there's like one section has like sand dunes and one section has like salt flats. It's just like all these different like earthy kind of environments. Yeah. And they're all completely different, but it's in one national park. It's so pretty. Oh, my gosh. But we used to like go to places like that because my friend's super outdoorsy. Yeah. And we would take pictures. And I think that probably was what made me start like really getting back into photography because these places are so beautiful. So yeah. it's like you're you like, I gotta to. capture this. You have to. Yeah. And so then we would like go and like wear fun outfits. And then like companies started sending us stuff like, hey, can you take pictures in our outfits on your trip? And we're like, sure, we get free clothes. Yeah. Win-win. Like, it's a win-win for everybody. You're like, I'd be doing this anyways. So right. yeah, just give me free stuff. So then I bought a camera and then yeah, that was it. Wow. Now I have a gazillion cameras. So that was kind of how I got back into photography. Yeah. And then with the pandemic, it kind of like stopped because I was right. like, 
I'm not going to be in a studio with a bunch of people. Yeah. And I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away. For sure. <laughs> what did you go to school for? Economics. Oh, so nothing <laughs> to do with. Nope. <laughs> no. I mean, it's good that you have that, though. Yeah. To have that knowledge. What do you major in? I didn't finish. I was really? a college dropout. <gasps> yeah. What? College dropout. Why did you drop out? Did you just not because like it? Because, number one, I didn't pick a major yet. Like, I was leaning towards kinesiology and, like, health and wellness stuff. But I hadn't picked a major. It was two years. And then I was living in Hawaii. And that's when I started modeling. And I was like, okay, well, I'm making pretty good money doing this. And I yeah. don't know what I want to do really with the rest of my life. So I'm just going to put this on hold and like be done with this for now. And I think you made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some parts of me that like wish I had that college degree, especially looking at my fucking college student loans <laughs> that I'm paying every month. Wait, so you still have to pay student loans? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like a <gasps> lot. Did you pay all yours off? So what happened was <laughs> I had federal loans. Oh, okay. And yeah. one day I looked at the statement of like how much interest I had paid mm -hmm. and how much had principal. gone to the principal. Yeah. And it made me sick to my stomach. I had paid the same amount in interest that I paid in the principal. And that's when I was like, Absolutely not. <laughs> it's crazy how they get you because the interest yeah. rates are so high. I mean, it wasn't high when I graduated, but it's just the fact that like the way that it's structured to me is predatory. Like yeah. I don't think student loans <laughs> should even be a thing anymore. Like no, we got to figure out a way. Like if you want people to educate themselves to be good members of society, you got to pay for it. Like, I agree. It's ridiculous. So even if the interest rate is like 2%, but it's 2% of 50,000 and it compounds every single year. Yep. Like it's insane. So what you were able you were able to just put, pay them off? Every time I would get a bonus at work, mm -hmm. which I hated, I oh, was like I would yeah. just put the whole thing to my loans cuz it was like yeah. I am not giving these people any more of my money. And then my car got totaled by the shitty auto body place and they tried to sue me. What? The audacity. <laughs> They totaled your car and then they tried to sue you. And they you. threatened to sue me. I was like, where am I living right now? So anyway, obviously that didn't happen. But they had to cut a check for the car. Mm -hmm. And so when they gave me the check for the car, I did the same thing. And I Smart. think that was when I like finished. I put like half of that and I paid off my student loans because I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And yeah. then got my first cheap. And I've had a Jeep ever since. Yeah, we're the Jeep gang. <laughs> Everyone makes fun of me because they're like, you drive a Jeep Cherokee and your name is <laughs> Cherokee. Cherokee. I'm like, oh, I know. Just fuck Wait, off. Wait, did I tell you I have a little cousin named Cherokee? No. Isn't that crazy? You never told me that. I've literally only met mm -hmm. one other person named <laughs> Cherokee in my life. And my brother dated her in high school. I was no like, way. really? You couldn't pick like... Did your family call you Cherry at, a, at all? No, that started like... Since I moved to L.A. You don't seem like a cherry. Yeah. My mom's nickname is Cherry. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, why? What's her name? Brenda. But... What? Okay. <laughs> Brenda Cherry. No relation. So I think it came from when she was born because she is, like, pretty pale. Mm -hmm. And so when she cried, she turned, like, bright red. And oh. so her dad said she looked like a little cherry. Oh, that's and cute. And so that's the story I was told. I think that's where it came from. But is yeah. your mom white and your dad's black? No. 
My mom's just very, very light skinned. Light skinned. Okay. She is still kind of red too when she likes to go bake herself in the sun. <laughs> Does she? Yeah. Is her skin good? Yeah. Because your skin is amazing. Oh, thank you. I got into microneedling. Oh, yeah. shit. Have you tried it? No, I'm, I, I need to. Really? Okay. I did it religiously for like a year. Okay. And my skin before, I have to show you pictures, was horrible. Like I have like really bad like texture yeah. over here. And I just always had like acne. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had like discoloration, like everything. And then I started microneedling like once a month for a year. Completely, completely <gasps> changed my skin. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Where do you go? I do it myself. Oh my God. Yeah, it's not hard. Really? Yeah. It's not hard at all. Oh, you got to teach me that too. <laughs> and it's so much less expensive. Because I think it's like $500 a session. It's a lot. I feel like everybody that I've talked to, they're like microneedling will change your skin. You need, you got to do it. And then I go to book my appointment and I'm like, mm, yeah, like I don't want to pay expensive. for this. <laughs> yeah. That's like dermaplaning too. I've never gotten it like professionally done, but literally the one where they you like, just shave your face. Oh yeah. I'm not yeah. Not either. I started doing it and I'm like, oh, this is great. Did you get like the little cheapy razors that you yeah, can buy you, like a bunch of them in a pack? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. You can buy them specifically on Amazon and they're made for your face. Do you do it every day? No, no. I just do it like once a week. Hmm. Did you cut yourself at first? No, actually. But I did. <laughs> I did get too close to my eyebrow hair and to my baby, to like the no. hair on my hairline. And one time I... Did you get like a little dent? I got a little... No, I got a little like baby hair that like... I was like, shit. <laughs> I gotta be more careful. <laughs> oh my That's God. That's my fear with that. I think I would just cut my face. Yeah, you just gotta be real careful. Yeah. And do it in good lighting. I haven't tried that one yet, but I heard it's good for like exfoliating. Yeah. And like all that kind of stuff. And I just feel like my makeup lays on so much smoother and my products can like penetrate deeper, mm. I feel like, because there's not that extra layer of like fuzz not yeah. that I had a lot of fuzz to begin with but like it's I like just, the invisible fuzz yeah yeah can you use retin-a if you do that I think you can yeah really? yeah oh okay Maybe I've never used it. retin-a though because I have really dry skin so I feel like it will dry out my skin like crazy do you use it mm-hmm. oh yeah really every day mm-hmm. but you can't really I don't think you're supposed to use it every day I think you're only do supposed you use to use it like, at night Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you do it like every other night or every third night, depending on like how your skin reacts. Like if you start to get like really red, red and like peely and dry, then like back off a little mm-hmm. bit. But I don't think you're supposed to do it every night. I think you could do like every two nights or every three nights. But okay. my skin doesn't get irritated. So I'm like, that's good. Baby it's skin, lo- here we go. Yeah, it's looking <laughs> great, girl. Your skin looks amazing too. You, Thank but you. you're super healthy, right? I try. I feel like you're always like drinking water and working out. I call this my emotional support water bottle. I have to have it with me everywhere I go because I drink just so much water. I, I just, don't. You don't? I need to be better. Like Get I an emotional make, support water bottle. I need to. So tell me where you grew up. Tell me how you got to LA. All of those things. I grew up in Philly. I did know that. Yeah. And then I went to college in New York. Okay, I didn't know that. I wanted to move to Brazil, but my mom was like, no, it's too far. Why Brazil? Because it's warm and like beachy and it's just like pretty and it's like diverse there. Yeah. And so. I've always wanted to go to Brazil. Same. So, okay, you wanted to move to Brazil. Yeah, I wanted to move to Brazil. My mom said it was too far. So I moved to California. 
Okay. Because I don't like winter. I'm not yeah. like. You're not a cold person. No. It's yeah. nice to see it every once in a while. Like coming from Philly, you were like, <laughs> I'm done with this. Yeah, no. So how old were you when you came to LA? 21. Oh, because it was right after college. So okay. 21. Yeah. And then I wasn't like married to L.A. when I first got here. I was like, oh, you know, I just want to see what else is out there besides like Philly and New York. And I wanted to move to Italy. Mm-hmm. I wanted to move to Europe, period. But yeah. I always was kind of like, oh, I like L.A. for now, but I'm not like planted like I have to stay here, you know? Yeah, that's how I feel, too. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I would still move to Europe in a heartbeat. I would love to live in Europe. <laughs> I feel like just the quality of life there is so much better. Yeah. The food's healthier. The food and just raising your kid there. I feel like healthcare, the education, health care. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> we live in the ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened in between then from like when you were 21 to now having Enzo? Like what? Oh my God, so much. I feel yeah. like I live like 10 lives. And honestly, that's why like when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, okay, I can like have a kid now. Yeah, because you, know? you felt like you had done enough. Yeah. I feel like were I you planning to get pregnant? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, same. And I had never been pregnant before either. Yeah. So it was just I know my body very well. Mm -hmm. And so I have always known when I'm ovulating. And so I've always been able to like have my own built-in birth control. Right. To just track it. I didn't have to track it. Like I have like a stabbing pain in my ovary whenever I ovulate. And so it's horrible. But I don't get cramps. So it's kind of like a a balance. But yeah, I always was able to just like, nope, not having any kids. Nope, not having any kids. And then had a kid. So, <laughs> <laughs> and here we are <laughs> three years later, three years later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But now that like Enzo is in school, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm starting to like have my old life back a little bit. Yeah. Because it was definitely. like, you were pregnant during the pandemic too, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like yeah. a very abrupt cutoff of like yeah. your old life and your new life. And I feel like usually like when you get pregnant, it kind of like maybe would transition a little bit more. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But then like for us, it was so like, it was so abrupt. Yeah. It was weird. What was your pregnancy like with Enzo? I I don't think we've ever talked about this. No, it was so chill, honestly. It was like, I like that we were pregnant during the pandemic because we didn't have to go anywhere. Me too. I'm like, that was honestly the best time to get (laughs) pregnant because I didn't have to look cute. I didn't have the pressure of like, Going out and being social. Nothing. Yeah. It was like everything just kind of like fell to the wayside. So you could just like focus on having a baby. How did you feel getting pregnant? Like, were you excited or were you kind of scared? Like, well, uh, actually, you kind of mentioned. All of the above. Yeah. You were a little (laughs) bit nervous that you were going to lose the pregnancy. I was. I was just like paranoid for no good reason. It was the strangest thing ever. Like, even now, recently, somebody on Instagram was like, I thought this was Christy's son. Christy's one of my best friends. She's like, I thought this was Christy's son that you were posting this whole time. Oh. Because no one knew that I was pregnant. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, an intentional, like, I wanted to pop out and surprise everybody. I was just so terrified that something was going to go horribly left or something was going to be wrong with him or I was going to have a miscarriage or just all of the things. Yeah. It was just like not even one specific thing. I was just like, something's going to go wrong. Something's going to go wrong. <laughs> I feel like that's a very normal feeling to have for a lot of women who get pregnant. What were some 
things that you did to kind of make yourself feel better? Or what were there things you kind of just kind of sat through it and like, there wasn't anything. Was there a point in your pregnancy where you're like, okay, I can kind of relax now? Like once you hit like eight months? When I, when I saw him. Oh. And I was like, yeah, he's he's good. Okay. okay. (laughs) Did you, and you gave birth at Cedars? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Did you too? I was going to. And then at 35 weeks, I was like, I want to do a home birth. What? <laughs> I'm crazy. At 35 weeks? Yeah. Did you have to get a whole new doctor? I got a whole new midwife. <gasps> and what? part of the reason, number one, because we both live so close to Cedars. So that was like a cushion for me. And I was like, if anything were to go wrong. You're right there. Then I'm right there. Yeah. Number two, I had a doula who was planning on being with me in the hospital when I gave birth. Oh, perfect. But like the whole time she was kind of putting in my ear, like you should really explore this other option of giving birth at home. Like it's going to be such a great experience, especially during COVID because I was really only allowed to have Josh in the room and then my doula. And um, she's like, I have this great woman I can recommend. Maybe just try meeting with her. And I met with her and I was like, I have to have this woman (laughs) deliver my baby. Because I didn't really like my doctor at Cedars. It was a male and I was just like, I didn't feel fully comfortable. I don't know. There was just something inside me telling me that I I wanted to do something different. And so I met with my midwife and she was absolutely amazing. Like I felt like within the first 20 minutes of talking to her, I felt like I knew more than I had learned within like however many visits I had with my other. It's because she cares. Yeah. And she's so smart. So it made me feel really comfortable and like taken care of. And yeah, so I decided to do over. So wait, did you do, um, did they bring like a pool to the house? Yeah, they did a birth tub, but I didn't like it when I got in there. So I gave birth to Hunter on our bed. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Oh my God, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. like so intimate. Yeah. And I liked it because I don't know how your labor was, but mine took so long and he was stuck for a really long time. So that part was super intense. And I kind of wish I could change that. But laboring and having the contractions and doing that all in my house was amazing because I could like go outside in my backyard. I was laying down. I had candles lit. Like that sounds like music. a dream. It was nice. And so, and we have like doors that open up in our bedroom to the backyard. So I could just go in and outside. I had and fresh, have, like, air. fresh air. Yeah. So that part I really loved. And the postpartum, like being able to just stay in bed with him and not have to leave or go anywhere. That was really nice too. So wait, after you had him, did you have to go to the hospital no. for a checkup? Nothing? No. Wow. Just in, just for my six-week checkup. And I just did that just to do it. That's amazing. I'm yeah. Because so my mid, I'll, I mean, <laughs> if you have a second baby, I'll give you her info. I would love to have a second baby. Yeah? We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Because Enzo needs, he needs a friend. He's yeah. so social. I know. I feel like Enzo would be such a good big brother he too. He loves babies too. Yeah. He would like, be, he it would be so cute. Let's plan on getting pregnant at the same time. So well, we I got to go. start dating if I'm <laughs> that's, true. that's true. I got some, uh, <laughs> I have a few people in mind. Have they been to therapy? I don't know, actually. <laughs> I'll, have to check. I'll have to get back to you on that. That's my number one That's question. That's your number one. Have they gone to therapy yet? Okay. What are your dating, like, priorities that they have to check off or, like, your checklist? I don't therapy. have a ton. Therapy is a big one. Mm-hmm. 
because self-improvement, I'm big on self-improvement. And yeah. if you're just like stagnant and you don't want to like learn about yourself yeah, or yeah. like be a better person, like we're going to outgrow each other super fast. That's a really good it's not gonna stipulation work. to yeah. have. So therapy, what else? Generous. He has to be generous. Yeah. Because I can't stand stingy people. Yep. Not just stingy financially, but just stingy like with their time and with their effort. Yeah. And it just doesn't feel good, you know? Yeah, I agree. I feel like that's such a turnoff. I don't think I knew whether or not you and Enzo's dad were together. Mm -mm. Okay. No, we're not together. Okay. So we're still friends, but we're not together. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Does Enzo go with him like part time? No, he's he's too little. Yeah, I think when he gets like bigger, I'll feel more comfortable. With, Absolutely, like, I get letting that. him go more. But yeah. like while he's a small, no, I mean I'm still kind of weird about him even going to school. I know for a couple hours. I I'm know. Just like, Is he okay? But I know it's hard. It's an adjustment. Oh, so you said like when you were in labor, mm-hmm. like he was stuck or he wasn't. Yeah. And it kind of happened to me now that I think about it. Like when you're in the hospital, it seems like the second it's not like just like go, 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 go. Yeah. They're like, oh, we got to do this. Like all the medical interventions. Like, oh, we got to give you Pitocin. Oh, yep. we're going to have to give you a C-section. Oh, we're going to have to use the forceps. Oh, we're going to have to cut you. It's like, yeah. can you just give me a minute? Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> another reason is because I watched a documentary all about that. It's called The Business of Being Born. I saw that. Yeah. That was such a good documentary. Really good documentary, but also like terrifying at the same time because it's like, yeah. They just rush you on everything. They really do. And so wait, how does a doula handle? Because in the hospital, they are like, the baby's heart rate is dropping and we have to get him out of there right away. And I have heard that exact same line from so many people. I'm like, that cannot be. Did they say that to you with Enzo? Yeah, they <gasps> did. They said his heart rate was dropping. And oh, my God. Mind you, my water broke at 2.22 in the morning. Oh, that's an angel number. I know. <gasps> Okay. And he was born on the the 22nd too, which is crazy. Stop. Isn't that wild? That's amazing. Yeah. I love stuff like that. Um, So he's a special little guy. He really is. But I was only in labor for like four or five hours. And like it progressed super fast. And then he was here. And then we went home the next day. Like it was really, really fast. But they said the same thing. They're like, oh, his heart is dropping. Like... If, you know, if we don't get him out soon, like, we're going to have to use forceps. And I was like... I don't even know what that is. That's, like, the thing that they... It's, like, a... And they, like, have to, like, grab the baby's head and, like, pull it out. Oh, my God. But it just sounds like... Yeah. Ew. And it can, like, hurt your bajajay. Yeah. It's just too much. And I was just, like... And I'm sure cause infection. I I don't know a lot of stuff about hospital birth because I never experienced it. Good. But, like... (laughs) So did you have, like, a good experience? Like, would you do it again? Or what are you— I don't know. Yeah. I'm, like, torn just because my anxiety was so bad. Right. That if something went wrong, then I would have been like, I, I knew I shouldn't have done it this way. I should have went yeah. to the hospital. Like, I would just be doing that in my head so much. But I think—I don't think that they have to intervene as much as they do. So, no, like, absolutely not. So that's yeah. why, like, I'm curious, like, with a doula— so doula is there for like the emotional support and to like massage me and do all that. The midwife is the one who like oh. actually delivers the baby. And Wait, are some doulas also midwives? I don't know. I think you can be both. Okay. But I th- it's usually separate. Oh, okay. And so because you're in a hospital environment, like it's a business. It's technically a business. So they want to get people in and out as quick as possible so they can make as much money as possible. So that's why – 
they do all of these interventions and the rate of C-sections is so high. And especially at a certain time of day, like when doctors want to get out of work. I've heard that before. Like at 5 p.m., the rate of C-sections is that. much or like higher. right before holidays. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> because they're just like, we just want to get this baby out. Like, let's go. But yeah, so when you do a home birth, they just encourage you to like sit with it and hmm. take your time. Like I was in labor for like 48 hours. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Is that like was, like serious, like heart contractions the whole time? No, not serious heart contractions. It was like my water broke at 11.27 p.m. or something like that. I have it written down. And then contractions didn't start for like another 24 hours. Oh. So I just kind of count it as like from when my first contraction started. Okay. Pushing, I pushed for four hours. What? Yep. Yeah. And I had no drugs. <laughs> so that part was very, very intense. But that I- sounds exhausting. I literally thought I was going to die. I was like, I can't go on. Did you eat anything? I tried. I ate like some saltine crackers and- but that's just not enough to sustain you because you also aren't sleeping yeah. either. So it was intense, but I would do it again for yeah. sure. So I don't know about you guys, but I've been on a journey with my skin over the years. And I'm finally at a place as I quickly approach 30 where I actually feel like my skin is looking the best it ever has. My goal is to always look dewy, hydrated, and glowing, and this is where the golden secrets comes in. I recently had the founder of this incredible skincare brand on the podcast, Jessie Golden, because I've always admired her since I first discovered her in 2021. As soon as I started following her, I immediately purchased the firming wand, and since then, my Golden Secrets collection has grown to the face oil, the face mist, the instant glow face mask, the dry brush paired with the body oil, the long lash growth serum, and the organic coconut lip balm. If I had to narrow it down, I'd have to say my three favorite products are the face oil, the face mist, and the long lash growth serum. The Golden Secrets is a cruelty-free and sustainable skincare brand rooted in nature to help make you feel like a golden goddess. The goal of the brand is to inspire rituals of self-love and unveil an everlasting glow. And let me tell you, the products do just that. I can't recommend these products enough, and if you need proof of just how amazing this brand is, I highly recommend following Jessie as she is a walking advertisement for every single item. And if you guys haven't listened to her episode, I recommend dropping what you're doing and listening right now. She's such a wealth of knowledge, and it brings me so much joy to support brands that deliver actual results and are giving back. So if you too want to unleash that glowing goddess, head over to thegoldensecrets.com to get 10% off your order when you use the code MILFBOD. That's thegoldensecrets.com. Use code M-I-L-F-B-O-D for 10% off your order. Enjoy. So if he's stuck, then yeah. the midwife is kind of like... I was lucky enough to have two midwives there because I had only hired one. The other one came with her and she's known as the vagina whisperer in LA, <laughs> I guess. So she helps you to not tear your vagina. 
Oh, good for her. Yeah. I'm sure she has God an endless her. list of clients. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically because he was stuck for so long, the midwives were like, it's kind of getting to a dangerous point. Like we actually do need to get him out. If you don't get him out on the next push, we're going to have to cut you and mm. perform an episiotomy. So they would have cut obviously the skin from my vagina to my ass to get him out because he was stuck. I know. And so because I was so tired, but as soon as I heard her say, we're going to have to cut you, I was like, you're like, no, 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 no. Use all of your yoga and Pilates memory. Oh my God. (laughs) All of my strength that I ever had in my whole entire life went into that one push and I got him out. And he came right out. Yeah. (laughs) So it was intense, but like, yeah. I I like that they gave you like some time to just like, yes, work through it. Yeah. So Enzo's was like, Pretty quick, it, it sounds quick. like. I was like laying in bed, like Googling, how do you know if you're in labor? Yeah. And because I think like in retrospect, I must have been like kind of having contractions. Right. But I was like, it felt like cramps or like, I mm-hmm. just didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And while I was know. like on Reddit, like <laughs> scrolling, oh it hurt. It was so loud. It sounded like when you pop a bottle of champagne. Yeah. That was what it sounded like. And I was like, <gasps> really? And, and I like got up and ran to the bathroom and it was like. It was like I had a pee, but it wouldn't stop because yep. it wasn't pee. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit. I think I think my water just broke. And I just sat there and, like, stared at the floor. Oh, my God. I know. And it's then, such a crazy feeling. Yeah. It was bizarre. I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to meet him today. I'm going to meet him today. I was so excited. Oh. And then I took a shower and I shaved. And <laughs> Smart. Because <laughs> yep. I was like, I'm not going to be able to shave for, like, probably another week or two. So yeah. I shaved. And then my contractions were just, like— really fast like right away they were like six minutes apart or five minutes apart or something like that yeah and I was texting my cousin and she was like Heather you have to go to the hospital and I'm like no I think I'm okay Mm -hmm. because everybody says like they always send you back home yeah and then you wait as long as you can and she was like freaking out she's like no Heather you have to go to the hospital and turns out she was right because everything happened like super super fast yeah they didn't even finish checking me into the hospital Wow. Until like after he was already born because oh my God. it was like so quick. I couldn't get an epidural. Wow. That's because they mean, were like, by the time the epidural kicks in, like you will have already given birth. And I was like, what? So your body was just like fully ready then. How many weeks were you? Were you f- 38? Like, oh, okay. So yeah, like I think 38. somewhat early. Yeah. Not early enough to, to where he was a preemie. Right. Yeah. So No, because yeah, that's pretty much full term. It's yeah. just like a two weeks shy of it. Yeah. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was 38 weeks. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't have the car seat in the car. I didn't have a backpack. Nothing. Because it was two oh, weeks. Oh, wow. It was two weeks early. So, yeah, he was ready. Yeah. And it was like so quick and simple. But it makes sense when you see his personality. Yeah. That's kind of how he is. He's like For very sure. like no fuss. Like. And that's so cool that he was born on the 22nd. Your water broke at 222. Isn't that crazy? That's really cool. That's so wild. Do you think you were like doing things that kind of maybe sped up the... Yeah. So I got a fostered pit bull named Sally. Uh-huh. And she was so sweet. Cute. Um, But you know, pit bulls, like they need a lot of like physical activity. So yeah. I was going on like three, four mile walks every day. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. And I got a dog specifically because I knew it would force me to get out of the house and stay active. Yeah. Because I was like, if I don't have something like that push, like I'm just going to sleep and sleep and sleep. Yeah, (laughs) I know. And I was like, I don't want to gain too much weight and then be like, I hate my body afterwards. And so I was like, I have to like 
stay active. Forced myself to That's stay active. That's smart that you got a little foster dog. It literally forced you. And she became available. It was hard to get foster dogs during the pandemic, too. I was trying to get a foster dog like that whole year. And then they finally got one. And I had her for two weeks, I think. And then we found her forever family. And then like five days later, I had Enzo. So it was like. That's perfect. It was perfect. Oh, I love that. It was literally perfect timing. But yeah, that helped me stay in shape for sure. Because it's like, I am not dealing with her pooping on my floor. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, you don't need that. (laughs) Right as you're about to have a baby. No, I couldn't even like bend over to like pick it up. So I was like. I know. Imagine? I always forget like how big we actually got at the end. I was watching a video the other day. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's weird. It it's wild. Real. Yeah. It's like so, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Our bodies are truly amazing. They are. Two days later, I was like going on walks again. Really? The day after I brought Enzo home from the hospital, we went for a walk. What? That's amazing. It was like nothing ever happened. I wow. could not believe it. That's very, very lucky. I think it was from walking a dog miles yeah. every single day and not being able to have any drugs. Yeah. Those are two things that probably yeah. really helped. Your body was just made to have babies. I guess so. That's why I'm like, I need to have at least one more. Yeah. But then sure. I'm like, if the first time was this easy, is the second time going to be absolute hell? No, I feel like it's the opposite. <laughs> Because they always say the second one's easier. You think so? I mean, at least giving birth. I don't know about having the child there and <laughs> having to deal with the toddler. and the, I know. But I think, like, as far as giving birth, that part should be easy. Yeah. Also, though, they say that pregnancy depends on the sex of the baby. Like, they say that girls are harder. Your pregnancy usually turns out really more difficult. Yeah. Interesting. Because they say that they're, like, taking all of the estrogen from the mom so it makes you feel more sick. I've also heard a theory that like the more hair that your baby has, the more nauseous you feel. I've heard that before too. I don't know if there's any like credibility to that, but I've heard that. So I have no idea. I wonder if it's true. I know. Okay. So you want to have a second baby and you want to start dating? No, I don't want to start dating. Oh, you don't? Okay. I need to add that right now. Yeah. That's good, though, that you and Enzo's dad have a good relationship. That's mm-hmm. real. And does he live here? No, he lives in Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Does Enzo talk to him regularly and stuff like that? Yeah, they talk when he FaceTimes. Enzo is like, he like runs to like show him toys and stuff Aww, like that. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. That's really cute. He's so precious. And they yeah. look so much alike. I wonder like in Enzo's brain, like when he looks at him, is he like, he looks like me. I'm sure, yeah. to me, they look like the same person. Really? Like, Enzo is like a clone of his dad. He looks just like him. Yeah. They're so much smarter than we give them credit for, I feel like. They're little sponges, I feel like. And they experiment with, like, everything. Yeah. Like, when they were riding the little cars down the hill. Yeah. I was just like, who would have even... I know. And they had, like, a whole situation going Yeah. And, like, obviously, they mirror what they see. So, like... I feel like that's why Enzo is such a good kid because he really is so well behaved. Like I, he's I've, just calm. He's honestly. so calm. He's so happy all the time, and it's probably because he sees you. Like, yes, yeah. I'm not calm. You, but really, oh no, I think you're calm. God no, <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's okay. We all he's are calmer than I will ever be. Yeah, like 
I don't know where he came from. His dad is not a calm person either. But he's like very grounded. He's like a little Zen Buddha yeah, baby. Yeah, he is. I don't know where he gets that from. First of all, he likes to listen to classical music when we drive Stop. to school in the morning. What? And he tells me to turn it down. Oh, my God. Mommy, it's too loud. Oh. I'm like, it's not. It's classical music, baby. <laughs> it's a violin. That's so cute. <laughs> He's like, it's too loud. He's just very, like... Sensitive? Yeah, maybe he is really sensitive. But, like, not... Not at the same time, you no, know. Like he's very easygoing. Yeah, he really is. He's such a good boy. You're so lucky. I mean, <laughs> Hunter's a good boy too, for the most part. He's such a sweetheart. I've yeah. never seen him throw a tantrum. Yeah. Like whenever we see him at the park, like if he's with his nanny, he's always like, "Hi." Okay. He like good. Comes over with his little truck. Yeah. Like he's very chill. You yeah. Know? I always wonder like what goes on <laughs> when I'm not there. Talk to me a little bit about. How you decided to start Club Enzo, oh. your, your clothing brand, because so. that's I really wanted to talk about that. So I'm sure you already know this. It's hard to find little boys clothes. Yeah. And you dress Hunter so cute. Like I, that little gray sweatshirt he had I try. on. Yeah. I die. Yeah. I just like quality stuff. Like for me, for, for sure. him, like I cannot be walking around in like, you know, the best of the best. And then he has on like some bummy little two for 10 sweatpants that are like, yeah, probably like (laughs) chafing his little, chafing his little ankles. Oh, yeah. Like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I couldn't find anything. Like, I would just be like looking and I didn't really see anything for kids that was like quality, but not like insanely expensive. So, yeah, I was like, well, I love men's fashion. I yeah. always have. And I was like finding like little things for him here and there. And then I was like, I should just start a little like online boutique of just like the little things we find here and there. Not meant to be like a huge like collection every year kind of thing, but just like what I like right now. Like, so right now I just found you're going to die when you see this cutest thing. Okay. So Hunter likes trucks too. Mm-hmm. So... Whenever we leave the house, Enzo always has to have a truck in each hand. Yeah. Or then he gives one to me. And I'm like, why do I have to carry your truck? Like, I'm trying <laughs> to carry the phone. I'm trying to carry a all purse, the things, a key, a water, a coffee, whatever. So I found little kids fanny packs and they are Stop. so. Oh, I saw you post it. Yeah. I didn't but know it's if like that a was. like a crossbody. Yeah, I yeah. saw. It's so cute. So now he can carry his own truck. <laughs> and that's going to be part of Club Enzo. Mm-hmm. Is that is that dropped already? Like, no, is that I, out have, yet? I have to shoot it. So when you launched Club Enzo, how old was he? He was two. Oh, he was already two when you launched it. I yeah, didn't realize I just, that. It hasn't even been a year. Wait, oh, is my it God. December yet? Oh, my God. It's December 1st today. It's going to be a year in like a week. Maybe. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. For some reason, I thought you started it when he was way younger. So it's new. It's Everybody has new. to go check it out, by the yeah, way. Go check the it stuff out. is so cute. Because I would always <laughs> comment on Enzo's outfits. I was like, I love this set that you're wearing. And then I didn't even know until I started following you on Instagram. Because obviously, you're not going to be like, well, it's mine. You can go to shopclubenzo.com yeah. and get your son your own. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that mom. So I I'm know. Just like, oh, thank you. But, but you honestly should a little bit more. Because... <laughs> Enzo looks so good all the time. And I am I was always like, I love this set that he's wearing. Like, I need to get one for Hunter. And then I found out that it was your own. And yeah. I love Club Enzo. It's such a cute you name. Because it's like his little thing. It's, it's so, so cute. I love it. So I just like dressing him. Because yeah. he's like, he's so adorable. 
everything looks good on him. He's yeah. like a little doll. Yeah. So it's just like fun, like putting together little outfits for him. So I was like, I should just, you know, share it. So right yeah. now we're really in the fanny packs. So that's going that's in the perfect. collection. <laughs> I feel like that's going to kill it. Yeah. And everything right now is like black yes. and gray. For winter. And brown. Yeah. Yeah, you before, mentioned that. like when I first started it, I was like really into like neutral basics. Mm-hmm. And I feel like on smaller kids, it just looks so like adorable. Looks so good. It's just like so I love that. And like yeah. a little clean child. It's yeah. just like amazing, you know. But in school, they paint. Yeah. And... He probably drags himself across the floor. Yep. So now everything is black yep. and gray and brown. That's so smart. So what were the logistics of starting Club Enzo? Like, how did you know how to do all of that? I kind of had the idea for a while. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I didn't want to do it by myself. Like, I really wanted to have a business partner because, yeah. like, as a photographer, it was, like, all me. So much was on me. So I was like, I really want to have a business with like a business partner. And so I put it off because I was just like hoping like maybe one of my friends would want to do something together. And then it just never happened. And then one day I was like, if I don't do this now, I'm going to miss the holiday rush. So I'm just going to do it myself. And if somebody wants to do it with me later, cool. Yeah. And so I just started it like that. But I had already been thinking about it for like. Right. A while. Like ever yeah. since probably when he was born. Yeah. But it was easier to find stuff as a newborn because like H&M has like their basics. There's nice quality, you know, and they're For like sure. affordable. And then Zara has really good baby stuff too. They do. It's hit or miss to find like the size that you need. Right. But it was just like the fact that those were the only two places that I had as go-tos. And like half the time they didn't even have the size I wanted. Yeah. So I was thinking about it since he was like a little baby. And I had kind of started doing like. Not intentionally doing the research, but like just because I was curious. So I just started like looking at resources. And then one day I was just like, F it. I'm just going to do it now. So as soon as he went to bed, I would sit down and I would just work. And I like made a schedule like in my notes on my phone of like everything that I needed to have done by. I don't know if it was December. I think it was like December 5th, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Somewhere like the first or second week of December. But I just, like, put, like, this is the day that I want to launch. And then I just put, like, in reverse order everything that I needed to get done. And then I put it on a schedule. Smart. So, like, every single night, as soon as he went to bed, I knew exactly what I had to work on. And it was, like, I have to finish this. And so I did that every night for, I don't know, a week and a half, Mm -hmm. 10-ish days. And then when I launched, there was still some stuff that, like, I hadn't even filed my DBA, I think, ever. What is that? What does that mean? So I already like I already had an LLC set up okay, um, yeah. as a photographer. But instead of like doing that whole thing all over again, I just put Club Enzo as like an existing like doing business as under the LLC. I don't even think I had a logo. Oh, wow. When I first launched. I love this, though. Like, I feel like <laughs> so many people listening are obviously it's mothers, but like I feel like we all have these ideas in our head and we want to start them Mm -hmm. but like we we always want to wait until we have it all figured out and it's all perfect but like this is such a good (laughs) example of like you really just need to fucking do it and then you can figure it out once you know that's really cool because the thing is like you're gonna make mistakes regardless and you're gonna find things that you're like oh i don't like or improve on Yeah. yeah so it's like you might as well just do it 
kind of like not really done all the way. And then just like the stuff that comes later will come later. Like you'll figure it out. But like on day one, no one cares about a logo. Yeah. It's not the 90s. You don't have to have a logo anymore. I agree. I feel like the clothing just speaks for itself, you know? And then the fact that I could shoot everything myself was like. That's a huge. Yeah. That was huge. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's a big part of it. Yeah. So I did like as much as I could just to get the site live. Mm -hmm. And then I like went back and figured out all of the other stuff. Like the look. I didn't even have hang tags until like February or March. I was like, I'm just going to do it now half-assed and then I'll just figure it out later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It worked out. Yeah, exactly. It all worked out perfectly. Yeah. Oh, and the stuff is so cute. Everybody has to go check it out. Thank you. It's all direct to consumer, like mm-hmm. just your website. And you also yep. sell on Amazon too, right? Or just right now, but I don't know if I'm going to keep doing Amazon. Okay. Just go directly to the website then. Yeah. How would you dress a girl if you had a girl? I, I always wonder. Know. Two things people always ask about Club Enzo is can you make this for adults? That's yeah, like the that's what, number one is can you make this for adults? That's what I'm waiting for. And are you going to make girls' clothes? But I feel like I could. I feel like it could be unisex, though, too. That's what I I think everything that I sell is unisex. I do, too. It's all very, like, genderless. Like, however you identify, you can wear it. I feel like you would dress a girl like how you kind of style yourself. Yeah. Which is similar to Club Enzo. You know? Like, (laughs) Like, I think he probably is wearing pants like this today. (laughs) Yeah. That's the best. That's the best. And a black sweatshirt instead of a t-shirt. But I think the girl stuff is, like, there's easy to find like girl clothes, like there's yeah. so many companies that have like That's really, true. really cute stuff for girls. But then like for little boys, it's just like trucks, trucks. and dinosaurs. Yeah. That's very true. And just so graphic and colorful and like in your face. Why do you like, need a truck on your shirt? Like, yeah. You have one in your hand. Yeah. You get it. You like trucks. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Let's move into the acronym MILF. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so we already talked about intuitive. Yeah, we talked about intuitive. So what do you do to stay mindful? I wear perfume at home a lot. For some reason. I love you for saying this. <laughs> do you do this too? I mean, I do wear perfume at home, but like the <laughs> fact that you just said this for being mindful, I love it. I think I'm like a not sensual, like sexy, yeah. but like I'm just a sensual person. <laughs> like, yeah. So when things smell different, I feel like it kind of like changes your mindset a little bit, you know? For sure. Like how you have a candle burning and it's like relaxing and like cozy. Yeah. And so like when he goes to bed, I like wash my face and like, you know, retin-A, do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I wear perfume. Or even if I'm like annoyed or something, sometimes I'll just go put some perfume on. And I don't know what it is about just like smelling nice. It's just like, Okay, I feel better. Oh, I don't I what love it is. that. That is, is such a good tip. But yeah, I wear perfume. I like. Do you have? <laughs> is it a secret? Like your scents? Are they no. your signature scents? Or what? What scents do you like? I know I really like Coffee Break. It's one mm. of the Margiela fragrances. Okay, there's like I don't know, like twenty of them. Yeah, there's Coffee Break. The new YSL Libre <gasps> is amazing. I love the smell of that. Isn't it so And I don't like, have it yet, but I've, oh, you I've get smelled it. it and it I love it. So it's good. been in my cart for like a year, uh, literally a no year, better. and I haven't gotten it yet. Well, so what's weird is like they don't even have it at Sephora anymore. They only oh. have the big bottle. Oh. But I like to have like the little small one for like in my purse. Yeah. Um, But they don't have it anymore. They only have it in like a three pack, which is so oh, stupid. Weird. 
that's a really cool tip. I really like that because I feel yeah. like scent, it's a sense that we kind of forget about a lot. And it makes such a big difference. Like if somebody walks by and they smell like something, you can have like a memory yes. from 10 years ago immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah. It All really just changes your whole like yeah. mood. So oh, I love that. Okay. So we kind of already touched on intuition. That's basically just how you mother Enzo. You follow his lead. You just listen to him. And I love that you said that you went against like when they told you, oh, you need to have him on a feeding schedule of a strict like every two hours, wake him up. Yeah. I know. I heard that too. And I was like, that's insane. That's actually, that's so stupid. Like he will wake up if he's hungry. Yeah. And also like, it's not good for the mother. You're going to be so exhausted. Why do they tell you that? I don't understand. No idea. So many new moms, I feel like they are all told that. And then they are all like, I'm so tired. I'm like, that's why you're tired. You don't have to wake up no, to you, feed the baby. He wasn't hungry. Exactly. Like, They'll wake up when they're hungry. They're not going to die of starvation in their in two sleep. hours. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> um, okay. So that's how you listen to your intuition. It's literally just how you live your life every day. Yeah. What are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? And this can be something that you just can't live without. Sun. Oh, yeah. That's a really good one. I have to be outside at least 20 minutes a day, yeah. at least, because it just does something to you. It changes it you. I have to get out. I mean, before Enzo, I would like go lay at the beach and like yeah. bake myself. But yeah, definitely right. sun. Sun is a good one. Yeah. What is your fitness routine? I think right now I just like count like doing laundry as a workout. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if I do it as fast as I can, like that has to be some Wait, kind of so cardio. Wait, you're li- you're telling me though right now that you don't work out and your body looks like this? No, girl. Do you see these arms? Your waist is so tiny. No, I'm chunky. When you were pregnant, did your ribs get bigger? Yeah. I feel like this part right here. Yeah. I feel like it never like went back to where it was before. And now I just feel like a box. No, you definitely don't (laughs) look like a box (laughs) at all. I feel like a box. No. Okay. So you kind of just like do your thing. Yeah. I just haven't had time to. And I love, like, I love, love, love working out. Like before I would have said, like, yeah, what would you do? That was my non-negotiable. Yeah. was like working out. Like what would you do for your workouts before? One year, I was really into boxing and kickboxing. Mm -hmm. So I did that, like, every single day. And then I was really into running. So, like, I used to run the Rose Bowl every single day, sometimes, like, two laps. And then I was really into high intensity. That's good to switch it up, too. I feel like your body needs that. Because if you do something for too long, your body gets used used to to it. it. And then you feel like you're not really, like, progressing anymore. Then I was, like, really into weightlifting for a little while. And I did, like, my yoga kick where I would, like— do like two or three yoga classes back to back and then Pilates like after I had Enzo Shannon I know she's so good I mean her YouTube views are probably like all mine that was me (laughs) (laughs) I did those videos so many times I know those are good workouts Enzo even like he knows the songs from, like, when he hears the songs, like, he recognizes them because there was just, like, a couple of her videos that she put on YouTube Mm -hmm. that I would do every single day, faithfully. And I would put him in his little 
Yeah, like this table that had like a thing where you run around it. Yep. I, I would put him about. in that yeah. and then I would do my Pilates videos and he would like run around and he would like dance to the songs. Like oh, to this day, he still knows those videos. That's cute. I feel like now it's so much harder to find time to work out. I feel like when Hunter was younger, I was working out nonstop All the time, because we right? had, you could just set them in their little bouncer, mm-hmm. their chair, and they would be happy and entertained. Now, <laughs> I can't even do one fucking sit up no. without him being like, ah, kind of try to do like a downward me. dog. He's on my back. Yep. Yep. If I'm doing like hip thrust, yeah. he's like laying on my stomach. I and know. I'm like, okay. This yeah. Is- <laughs> yeah. It's not working. So, do you have a tip for moms out there who have toddlers? Because everybody always talks about the newborn phase of like how difficult the newborn phase is going to be. Honestly, that's such a breeze to yeah, what it I didn't is think now. It was hard either. Yeah. Like, now I feel like is definitely the toughest time. They're exhausting. So exhausting. And the fact that you're doing a whole podcast consistently. <sighs> I'm trying. And you have a toddler. I'm like, <laughs> set the example. <laughs> well, I do. Disclaimer, we do have help. I wish that my family lived closer. That's the one parenting yeah. hack that I feel like. Have family. Yeah, have family close. <laughs> but Having a babysitter or a nanny part-time, that's the only way that I could ever get anything done. Yeah. Because you really can't get anything done if they're in your presence, you know? Because then I feel like you experience mom guilt of not, like, being fully present. I could never sit there on my phone and, like, get work done with Hunter there. I just can't. And I don't want to, like, set him in front of a screen because then I also have mom guilt about that. So, like— I don't watch number blocks. At least he's learning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Number block. That's how I'm like— And so if he does have my phone, like, if I'm like, I just need quiet for a little bit. Sometimes you have to. And I'm not against that at all. Before having a kid, I was like, what? Those horrible parents (laughs) and their screens. And now I'm like— please, where's the iPad? When we're out in public, I'm like, oh my God, we forgot the iPad. Like, we have to go back. (laughs) So, yeah. Do you have a tip for any moms out there of toddlers? I don't know. Just don't expect anything because kids are just like... That's a good one. Have no expectations. Yeah. It's like every time you think, okay, I got this, then they go and like pee on the cabinet. (laughs) Or... It's just always something. And so it's just like your baseline can't be like nothing anymore. It has to be like something is always going to happen. That's a good. And then you kind of are just like, okay, whatever. And you just kind of cleaning up pee again. Yeah. (laughs) You just kind of go with the flow. Like whatever happens, happens. And then also like I feel like they grow and they like change so fast. Like as soon as you get used to like one thing, then it's like. Yes, they're that's not doing such a good it anymore. Point. Yeah. Shit. Now yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, they're changing daily. Like, yeah, that's a very good point to make. Like Enzo was super into grapes and he knows how to open the refrigerator. I put all the stuff that he can eat on the bottom shelf so he can Smart. reach it. That's a good and, tip too. Yeah. Make everything where they can get to it. Cause they're always just like, mom, 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 yeah. mom, mom. Like <laughs> you can open the refrigerator. You have multiple things to choose from. That's a good tip. Have at it. Yeah. But then he didn't want to eat grapes anymore. Yeah. Now, interesting. So like lately he's really been into like his apple slices. So mm. I was just like, okay, now I have to make sure I have apples on hand all yeah. the time. Or when he was little and it was like, I have to change him like 10 times a day. Yeah. And then he has like a poop schedule and you know like when everything's going to happen. And then it changes. It changes. Yeah. (laughs) 
I think that's a really good point to make is just not get too comfortable in their little like isms because they do change so quick. They change. Like even last month, I'm sure there's stuff that Hunter did like every single day, like clockwork. And now he just doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. He's actually really into apples right now too. Really? Yeah. Do you cut the skin off? No. He, I, I just (laughs) wash them and he actually like eats it. Like see. Enzo used to eat his apples like that. And I was like, now, I have the best kid ever. I don't and ever And now he to- only slices. <laughs> only he will slices. not eat an apple on his own now. See, that's another change. Yeah. Yep. That's a good, good tip. Okay. One last <laughs> question I ask everyone at the end of every episode is, if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to the younger version of little Heather? I wouldn't say anything because she wouldn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> That was the best. She wouldn't listen. Yeah. Like, she just had her own agenda. Not that yeah. I don't now. Yeah. But yeah. I love that. She wouldn't have listened. So yeah. I just wouldn't even bother telling her anything. <laughs> That's so good. I just be like, live your life, girl. It's honestly true. And honest. And like, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. Like the way that it should. I feel like I could have used so much advice. But at the same time, like. I I wouldn't have lived. You mentioned it to me like literally two or three days before that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was working, I was trying to figure out because I had like a marketing schedule that I put together. And I was like, okay, this month I'm going to try TikTok. This month I'm going to try YouTube. This month I'm going to work with influencers. This month I'm going to do a giveaway. This Like every single month it was like a different thing that I was going to try. Focus and then like on. by the end of the year, I will have done all of it. Yeah. And I can like see what worked, what didn't work and like you know, keep some of them going. And podcast was like, that was like the main one that I was like, I got to do a podcast. Like, I feel like that is like a really good way to like naturally talk about things. Because like everybody watches podcasts and I don't even watch TV anymore. Yeah. Like I only watch YouTube. And so I was like, I need to do a podcast. And then literally the next day or two days later at the playground, you told me you had a podcast. Really? What? And I told all my friends, I was like, you're not going to believe this. I found a podcast. And actually, the podcast found me. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. Isn't that amazing? I love when little things like that work out. It just, like, like, lined up, like, perfect. Like, literally perfect. Did you write it down? Did you write down? Wow. I feel like, too, if you write things down, they kind of, like, manifest more. So I've heard that. One tip that I have for you, if you want to find— write stuff down more? Well, for a guy <laughs> specifically, oh. like my friend, she was like, I'm so over dating, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to do this anymore. She was in therapy and her therapist was like, just make a list of like maybe 10 qualities that you want your dream partner to have. Mm-hmm. She did it. Literally, she met her dream man like within the week after she wrote down. In a week? Yeah. Yeah. There's just something to... I don't know, the universe or energy or something. That when you write something down, I feel like it's... It does. There's something I've happens. heard that before, but I never, like, made that connection. But that's so true because I wrote it down. I used to write, like, on the mirror. I got, like, those dry erase markers. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything that I had to get done for, like, Club Enzo and for photography, I would write it on the mirror. Because then, oh, like, every cool. time you go that's to the bathroom, idea. you see it. And you're yeah. like, shit, I still have to do that, you know? Oh, yeah. And so my mirror was just, like, always covered with, like... That's cool. All like my that. different, like, plans and ideas. And, yeah, I definitely wrote it on the mirror for sure. Because I wow. was like, I need to do this. And I think it's on, like, a post-it on my phone, too. Because oh I had it broken God. down by, like, 
the month. And I think October was supposed to be like podcast or I don't know. But it was meant to be. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. Like I've wanted to have you on for so long. I'm so glad that you said yes. I'm so glad you asked me. It was literally perfect. It was just yeah. like perfect, perfect timing because I had just come around to it where I was like, huh, maybe I should do a podcast. And like I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube that mm-hmm. is meant to be podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I'm like building trains with Enzo or like mm-hmm. Mar- he loves just have marble runs. Yeah. Like I'll just have like an earbud Oh, in. he loves marble runs? Mm-hmm. Does Hunter have a marble run? I got him one for Christmas. <gasps> Do- okay. He's so- going to love it. Okay. I'm excited. He's going to love it. I feel like it's like good for like you know yeah. cognitive whatever that yeah you can development like yeah balance and like start to understand for that like sure. it has to go downhill. He loves marble runs. We'll have to get them together and do a little marble. Oh, date. girl, they will not notice that we're there. Okay, good. Okay, Heather, where can everybody follow you and shop Club Enzo? Like, drop all the things. So Club Enzo is shopclubenzo.com. Mm-hmm. It's at Club Enzo on Instagram. Yep. And then photography is themajorimage.com. Oh, And yeah. at the major image on Instagram. So follow along. And what's your personal? Oh. Or if you want people to follow your personal, yeah, you don't you have can to. follow my personal as Baby I'm a Star. Like yeah. the Prince song. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering where it came from. I was like, I wondered if it was from that. It's a Prince song. My uh, grandma was a huge Prince fan and so like I like grew up listening to Prince which is probably not appropriate but (laughs) that's okay it it shaped you into a good human (laughs) yeah so that's been my Instagram handle for like forever and I just never my middle name is star (gasps) no way Uh what yeah that's crazy I know and like I say my full name on my Instagram and some people are like star like <laughs> I'm like I know my parents were just were kind parents, of hippies I was like, like, <laughs> were your parents hippies where did they yeah. get your name from I don't know honestly like I wish it was a cooler story my dad is part Cherokee oh, okay and so they kind of just liked they it went and then went it. with it they gave you a good name yeah Okay, Heather. Thank you. I feel like we could just talk forever I know, and ever. We definitely could. Because as much as we like hang out with the kids, we never get to like hang out exactly. and like talk about like us. Yeah. So yeah, this was fun. Yeah, this was so much you. fun. Thank you so much for Your inviting first podcast. me. Yay! Yay! Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gained some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILFBODPOD. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.